Seems as though I've lived my life on the bad side of the moon. Just stir your drags and sickness still without a rustic spoon. Now come on, people, live with me where the light has never shone. And my hornets flock like hummingbirds, speaking in a foreign tongue. Kissing my life, kissing my life, kissing my life, my life. Kissing my life, kissing my life, kissing my life, my life. It seems as though I've lived my life. What is going on, people? Welcome to episode 53 of Behind the Bench, Jeff Skinner. Oh my God. How's everybody doing? (laughs) Um, Boys are back in action for another jam-packed episode of Behind the Bench. You know, the regular crew, Mason Money, Tommy, and myself, Alex. Roberto is away from the Zoom screen today. You know, he's making money moves behind the scenes. I will now send it off to Tommy Thomas Vlahos, hashtag broker link, hashtag Polly, <laughs> hashtag Emmy. What's up, buddy? Um, also, shout out to Ms. Vlahos. It was his birthday uh, yesterday. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. We had a nice dinner last night as a family. First time out, like, with my whole family and my grandparents, too. Like, oh, God. I don't even know. Probably for two years. So it was nice. Primary, I've had a nice steak before our game last night coaching. Uh, what was I gonna say? Nice was gonna say? Steak, steak and potatoes for before a game. A little uh, garlic mashed. You know how it is. Yeah, but, not uh, not like our kids now with the pre workout and then the Red Bull and this and that shakes. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Old like, school. What was I gonna say to you? Fifty three. You said Jeff Skinner. I was trying to look for NBA guys because we always say hockey guys. There's like there's probably nobody that I like recognize. So I know my dad's gonna be listening and he's gonna think of a fifty three and I'm gonna get ripped on, but. You know what? I had a great weekend. I, I mentioned it last week on the episode that I was going to London to watch Jackal. And let me tell you, me and Zach Maston had some fun. London is um, a city of dreams. The bars were um, phenomenal. City you know, of it, dreams. City of dreams. No, it's nice, dude. It's like, it's, like, it's a lot different than going out there than it is to Sudbury. Like, um, and obviously, I caught some hockey games. We caught uh, Brett play Friday, and then we took a trip to Waterloo to watch him play in Waterloo in their barn. So, um, and, and how did the the Western boys fare? The must the Western Mustangs went zero and two, and one guy I was gonna save him for me performer, but I'm gonna have another one. Dan Walker, okay. Dan Walker plays for um, Waterloo. Catch him. This guy was legit the Connor McDavid, and it was so funny because he had like seventy points. He was, a, he was like, a fighter in the O. Yeah, fighter in the O, and he he, he he. I guess he quickly turned his game around. I don't know, man. He had like seven, eight points in two games, and he was out there for every D-zone draw, O-zone draw, and it was hilarious because Brett and him are obviously friends from uh, just growing up in Sudbury, and they they skated together, worked out together, and I, we've always, me and Zach always saw Brett and Dan line up on the faceoff together. So after the game was done Friday, Brett was like, we asked Brett, like, what were you saying to Dan on the faceoff? Because, like, Dan had a couple points early, and uh, Brett's like, he he clearly like Brett literally just asked Dan Dan when did you get so good like that's hilarious <laughs> and it's it's so funny because Brett was saying like nobody wants to even come near Dan because he is so big he's compared feared, to everyone yeah, else feared too well and, I mean, he was a tough tough fighter yeah, yeah and you, like you mentioned he's a he was a fighter and you can't fight he well, could you, skate you, though too yeah you know, he's very fast you you can fight in the in the OUA but you get suspended so yeah. no one's gonna you know confront him but it was a good weekend. Um, 
Other than that, dude, nothing else. We had a few hockey games. We had the opportunity to coach Mason's cousin, which we'll get into, but I want to say hi to you guys first. Yeah, uh, Tom's going to be looking for sponsorships from Michelob Ultra. Uh, <laughs> from that weekend, that's for sure. Um, off to Mason Monet. Uh, what is going on, brother? Uh, lesson planning. Trying to Teach be a teacher. Life. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's that's uh, a grind. If any of my students are listening, there's a pop quiz on Friday. <laughs> but yes, Tom, you did tee this up perfectly. Yes. So Monday night, no, Tuesday night, Monday night, Monday, Monday night, night, Monday night, my yeah. little cousin, Jameson Fabro gets called up to the big leagues to the U15 team. My coached boy's by play in the big leagues. <laughs> <laughs> coached by Chim and Tommy. Yeah. So I drive out to Coniston with Step Bro Alex, meet the rest of the Fabro gang. We have a whole section to ourselves. <laughs> I end up sitting with or standing with Paulie Vlahos for a little bit as well. Okay. In his brain about the team. But I took some notes here, gentlemen. Yeah, and you showed me these. Tim, I don't know if you've seen these. These are yeah, gold. Yeah, they're gold. So I'm just going to go off the bullet points and then you can chime in on how you see fit. 100%. So the first period, uh, your special teams. Who's responsible for the special teams on your team? Uh, a little bit of everybody. Well, everybody. I would Everyone? say po- power play is is Tom. Is yeah, is is my bread and butter. It, it's been better, Mace. I was it was brutal. It was brutal a couple weeks ago. All right, the refereeing wasn't great. I don't want to harp on the refs, but there's a couple too many men's actually that were missed, which are ones you just have to kind of call. Yeah, I agree. Um, I felt that your team answered the call. They would respond well. They went down a few times. I think it was 4-1 at one point they came back or no they were up 4-1 we were up i think 3-1 and then uh, north bay but we were down 7-6 one and yes third. that's that's just a shootout of a game yeah 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 high scoring affair i had that written down i wrote down that Ryder johnson was actually a little slow on the doors <laughs> so you agree so yeah we've uh, Tim, Tim, I, i've been begging to ask you like give me your thoughts on Ryder, okay like Listen, he's a, he's a first-year trainer. Uh, <laughs> he loves the game, and he loves the boys. He gets caught game-watching, for sure. He gets right into it, which I like. Um, but talk about a trainer that just goes up to the kid who's down on the ice and just doesn't know what to say. It's probably the, one of the funniest things to watch. Because I see Tom, like, let's say a kid's hurt on the bench or just, like, kind of, like, they're they're hurt, but they're going to go out next yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're fine, like a Charlie horse or something like that. Tom's over there talking to him. I go, what are you doing? I go, Ryder's a trainer. Let him yeah. talk. Like, yeah. I find funny. I um, get that, but it's like, it's not like I don't want to do it, but Ryder, like you said, leaves them. And I'm like, I don't I don't know if they're okay to go back but, out there. I don't I don't want to throw them out there either if they're still hurt. So I, that's I when will, I step down. I will defend him. I will defend him. If you go up to the kid and ask him if he's okay and he says yes, there's nothing else you can right. And 100%. he can so I will defend him there. It's just the way he does it and his mannerisms is is hilarious. Like it's, it's just cute. like straight faced, then it's just Ryder. like pivots and then goes back. Yeah, it's unreal. Uh but keep well, going yes, with your points, Mace. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought he was slowing the door. Now you guys are attacking his <laughs> credibility as a trainer. Um I thought your player Urso, the second goal of the game was a beautiful goal. Yep. He went all the way around. Yeah, one. yeah, back in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number eight on your team, Brunette. Oh, Four boy. Could, we call him Kucherov, Mace. Yeah. 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 He is uh, quite no the D player. Zone. No I heard. D zone. So his name's Brunette without an E at the end. Yeah. 
Yep. There was a name bar issue at the start of the year. Yeah. So the E right off. So what happened was that it was it was misspelled. It's actually meant to be without the E. They did have it with the E, so we had to remove it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my final point is there's a qu- quite a long delay at one point. I'm standing there with Polly and I'm I'm looking at Tom and he's looks like he's trying to tape something or he's doing arts and crafts in the middle of the hockey game. So Tom, if you want just to kind of expand off. The yeah. Time. Yeah. Thanks Mace. Uh, so the linesman got kind of taken out on a, on a board yeah, play by the blue got, line. He got, he got murdered. Yeah. 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 So it was kind of, anyways, he ended up cutting his finger. Um, just, just a little minor cut, but he needed some repairs. So he came over to the bench and, by the time Ryder was able to hop the boards over because the trainer's kit was like on the other side of our bench. So he had to give me the tape and the bandaid. Uh, Ryder couldn't get back to where the linesman was just because of where the bench was. So he kind of handed it to me and I was doing it. So luckily the linesman. I I also had Ryder working on the North Bay trainer who got hit with a stick. He was leaking oil. So I sent Ryder to go help him out. Just a wild state of affairs. It was. And luckily, Mace, like the linesman that cut his finger, actually had a Kleenex with him because it was like bleeding like yeah. decently well. But I'm like, am I gonna use my my my, my mitt that I have on right now? Like, because I can't put a bandaid on like when it was bleeding that much. So he like dabbed it up with the Kleenex, and then it was good enough to put the a bandaid on, and then one roll of white tape. So and then he was yeah. fine. He was he was good to go. But it was, in the heat of the moment, you know, the crowd's watching you, and the linesman's over there, and yeah, it's stressful. Yeah, you sweating a little bit. A little bit, a little bit, but got the job but, done. I still, I still remember when I got the puck in my head two years ago when I was coaching, and it's like I, I saw that trainer get hit with the stick, and it's just like you feel for them. Oh my god! And now every dump in, I'm like ducking, like it's ridiculous. Oh yeah. You ever think about wearing full cage on the bench? Hell no. <laughs> no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. Could you, you imagine? Wear the hey, do I? Yeah. I wear a toque. Yes. Toques allowed. Every game. allowed. Uh, oh, yeah. lately, mostly yes. li- lately, Dude, yeah. It's cold, I'm bald, like, I need to keep my head warm. Like, that's <laughs> I don't have a nice head of hair like the rest of the staff. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Um, but yeah, that's all my notes. I actually had to leave at the second intermission, so unfortunately, I missed the comeback. I left at 6 5. The uh, the boys came back for an 8 7 win, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, 8 7 win. Big, hey, w. your cousin did well, and as soon as I walked in that room, I had no idea what he looked like, but I knew right away if you like, I'm like, this guy's literally Mason. Like with the, <laughs> hair, with the like hair and the eyes, it, yeah. it's gonna be Mason. And he's got the yeah. white spray paint. He's got style. Yeah, he's, he's have a style. nice player. He's gonna be. Good. He's got yeah. He's got that hockey swagger for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I want to say I influenced his hair choice. All the Fabros uh, started growing flow. I've had the go. same haircut since uh, 2012 though. <laughs> he's gonna but, uh, No, other than that, guys, I, I was quite proud of you watching uh, watching the game. You were managing the team. The the players obviously respect you guys enough to listen to you thank you and yeah awesome. thank god you have the i forget your head coach's name but thank god he's there yeah jordan curly yeah we'd be in Curly. yeah mace, mace it's kind of sad that you left for the third because you would have saw some line match and you would have saw us hold the bench a little bit when their guys wow. were going out there was one moment when we we got their third line out with our big boys north bay had to call a timeout mace oh. chess match oh, baby chess well, match. Like Almost these, so these you guys are playing oh, yeah. 20 minute periods uh, no. so two 17s and a 20. Yeah. How long is that again, Jim? How long is that again? 54 minutes. Yeah. 54 minutes. I said 52 yeah. last episode. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, uh, it's, it's the long games that have been pretty long. Um, you like 
two years when we played normally is three fifteens. So they've definitely been longer for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I just had, had to get home. It was already nine o'clock. I had more or less than planning to do. A hundred percent. We totally understand. Next, also, I'll I, be there soon. Next time you call Jamers up, yeah. I'll come whenever my family's playing. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, I also want to mention Coniston arena is an underrated place for a game. I yeah. actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Dude, it's, the junior, a junior nice team used to Bay play team. there. A junior oh, team. Yeah. And it's close for North. Yes. Good. Point, yeah. Mason. It is nice for North Bay. I enjoyed also like sometimes the benches suck. Like, like Chemi is like a, a very narrow bench for your feet. Like you could fall off easily. Like Connie was nice. You could lean on the railing in the back too. And nice. Like, I want to ask. I want to ask you about Chemi because you reminded me of it last night when we were there. That, that green beam that kind of goes over. Do you lean on that when you run in the door? All the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> it's when so I'm on comfy. That side, yeah, it it's is so nice. comfy. Yeah, yeah. Especially if I don't want to watch the play, I'll just turn on it. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. But Chem, yeah. I know. So, I know we've been rambling on. Okay, go ahead, Mason. Uh, staying with Coniston Arena. I re- I retired from hockey ten years ago. I won a house league A level championship in that arena and i honestly almost forgot how to get there i went past andrew's value mart in coniston and oh, then i was no kind way. of drawing a blank i'm like where do i go because <laughs> I, I was a beer rep for a while too so i went right. to the coniston beer store and the liquor store but i never went past that little complex right, right. so i had to think thank god i'd step row with me yeah guided me in the id cup guided me to the coniston arena <laughs> oh man i love it love it yeah Tom. Kit, I wanted to ask you how you're doing because we missed your intro. But boys, I walked into Chelmsford and Countryside last night for lug. No more vaccines. Like I walked in with no more getting, you know, the scan Vax or the passports. Double- yeah, yeah. Yes. Sorry, but it's nice. I, I, and even the restaurant nice. yesterday, last night, it's whatever. It's it, almost a it's little bit normal. Nice, now. especially when you're carrying as coaches. You Thank always you. Have something. Good. It's a pain to just pull out. Then expect also. My biggest pet peeve is when you and the person seen you before, they know you have the vaccine, they've seen your ID, and they hit you for the vaccine and ID every time. Double the on up yeah. the wall, up the yeah. wall with some people. But um very happy that we're just walking in now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jim, how are you doing, dude? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing all right. Um just hanging out. Um, a little bit of a tougher day for, for me today is a, a year ago since my Nona passed away. Um, it was episode 18, I think that she passed away. Crazy. So, crazy. Uh, it's crazy how, how, uh, how, uh, fast this thing's grown and, uh, and it's, it's been a year already, but I know she's here with me and, um, she's, awesome, uh, she's a great person. Uh, well, I know like the number one thing for a lot of people listening, like if you have a close relationship like with your grandparents, like cherish it because like the first half of your life, I would say when you see your grandparents, like, you know, they're not going to last your whole life. Like you got to really own it and, and, you know, be with them as much as you can, because they're the most important people I think in, in your life, if you, if you have a close relationship and I I was lucky to to have one. So, yeah, but other than that, uh, doing, uh, doing good trucking along, um school's been busy hockey's fun and hopefully we can make a little hf run in april have a good time have a good time well i i I think you need to remind me where ohf's is again uh well 
Tom likes to call London. It is Elgin Middlesex, but it's uh, London. It's, it's London. London. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. We have a big North Bay road trip next week. Uh, Mason, I'm, I am looking to book a Nipissing campus tour. Um, Tommy may come with me as a proud uh, friend. To yeah, why not? So, yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll check it out. Um, all right. Let's get into the weekly lift, people. Um, guys, biggest news. Um, an OG guest. One of the... OG guest, one of the first 10 episodes into this podcast. Now the GM, general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks of the NHL, Kyle Davidson, um, is now Crazy. the GM. It is unbelievable. He beat out Shirelli, a bunch of people. Uh, they had Chicago brought a ton of people in um, to chat uh, and, and interview for the role, and he beat them all. Um, you know, young, you know, people are, there's a lot of comparisons to the Dubas thing. Yep. Um, talk about someone that's gone from the bottom, like actually grinded it out. You know, I remember talking to him being the stick boy of the junior wolves, yep. you know, eating ketchup sandwiches from the team messing around with them on the bus to grinding it out in an unpaid internship in Rockford. You're moving to Rockford from Sudbury. And now you work your way up, work your way up, be be there for two Stanley Cups, and now a part of the uh, the club as a, three Stanley Cups. Three Stanley uh, Cups. Sorry, no, he missed the first one, 2010, but he was there for 13, 15. Um, he was with Rockford in 2010, but uh, worked his way up, and now here he is. Um, and I think I and you know what? Sorry to go on a little bit of rant. Yeah, no, I, it's good. I went to go check Twitter. A lot of people are dogging him because he has no experience. I don't understand what these people talking about. Okay, yeah, he hasn't had a experience in the GM role, but he's been right. a part of that organization. Every like corner of it, he's been a part of. So if anyone knows the Black Blackhawks, it's it's him, and he's been a part of a bunch of drafts, now trades, all of that. Um, he was assistant GM until you know the Gong Show happened there. Um, so yeah, yeah. that's. I, I don't think they should be dogging. I think you got to give him a chance. He's young, smart. Um, obviously, we have bias, but I, I think you got to give Kyle a chance for sure. Also, he's got big, uh, like, I was going to say, ah, oh, now this might get cut. No, no, never mind. Never mind. No, I'm good. Talk about having guts. Having yes. guts as an interim GM to fire a coach right off the hop, maybe a month into his job as yep. an interim GM, fires coach needed a culture change and he did it so um i think uh i think he's the right man for the job tom what's your thoughts did you have like six coffees today dude oh i almost put myself down the rabbit hole on that one yeah no, it's okay. <laughs> no it's okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll piggyback you and you've done a great job on this and i think the only thing you miss is that he is a sports administration grad okay thank you yeah yeah and we're, we're in the program we're graduating in april but for people that are looking to enroll in this program in the years to come, yada, yada, he's got to be the guy all over SPAD, Jim. Like, this guy is, literally has the dream job that we wanted to get, like, that we wanted to have going into this program. Like, everybody want to rolls into SPAD that wants to be a GM of a professional sports team, yada, yada, work for the Jays, work for the Raptors. But he is legit a general manager now of an NHL team. And not to mention, Jim, like, like Chicago is not, like, just uh, like, you know, I'm going to say like original an Arizona six. original season, a very popular team, right? Also, um, uh, a crazy stat that only the 10th GM in their history. 
Yeah, ridiculous. Eh? And they've been around for a long time. Yeah. You mentioned you mentioned that he was like getting kind of harped on on Twitter and the experience part. I don't get it because everyone like all these articles you read it that he was the video coach prior to you know the assistant GM role. But like you mentioned, he's been there for eleven years. Why would you bring in someone that knows nothing about these players? Or maybe he has a really good relationship with the older guys and Caden Taze. I know he's came out and said that it looks like it's going to be a rebuild. So I'm not sure what that's going to look like. And now there's rumors about is he going to pull the trigger on Tane and Kays and Tane and Kane? Tane. Oh my God, I can't even speak English. Did you guys hear that? Kane and Taze, yeah. Kane and Taze. Yeah. Wow. I think they have this year and then one more year left on, on their big deals. But, anyways, like. Big congratulations to him. He's worked his way up. He's only 33. I can see him being around. Um, oh, hopefully man. the hopefully the Blackhawks for a while. But you know, like you said, they're gonna try it out. If it doesn't work, I know some team is gonna appreciate his, um, you know what what he can offer and him being so young. And Roberto's girlfriend put out a hilarious tweet on Twitter saying that Dubis and uh, Davidson have to have some sort of like spema against Spad because Dubas took the sports management program at Brock and then Davidson took sports administration at Laurentian. So maybe they can have a little ping pong or some sort of match. Because so, to... Jim, Jim, we we got like like because Matty Madison is taking sports management. And the only argument that he has against us is you know Spad doesn't have an NHL GM. We have Dubas this and that, but now we have Kyle oh, Davidson. So and I'll, I'll say this to the two two things from that. Uh, when we talked about uh, Dubitz with Kyle, I remember this. He didn't really have a, he didn't like they knew him to say hi. But now, now yeah. they're gonna have to. They're gonna be talking for sure. I'm sure congrats have gone around the league. Who knows how it works in the GM space? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, there's a cool video. I don't know if you saw the Blackhawks, but him going to talk to the team and as uh, uh, it's pretty. Oh, cool actually, stuff. yeah. It's, can yeah. you can you send me that after? Yeah, I oh. will. It's pretty cool. Also, not to dog Spad at all, but. This There's guy been, thank you. needs to be your poster child uh, yeah. if you want to sell the program. And you have not, and he should have been before. They have not promoted once. They have not posted anything about him becoming Brutal. a GM. Brutal. I don't, and I'm not dogging Spad, but that's just no. a complete missed opportunity. Like no, that is, that's a nice way of you saying it, and I'll back you up. Like, it's it's unacceptable. That's that's Like, this is your poster child, you know? Uh, Brock has Dubas stapled everywhere for speed. Everywhere. We got everywhere. nothing here for Davis, especially especially in a school that's dying to get people to come because of what's happened. And you Thank don't you. have, like, there's no promotion. Not, not Tim, even you an are, article. Not you even are an article. On, you're on fire right now. And one thing to piggyback you on is I know there's tons of successful people that have came out of SPAD that's, you know, not in the sports industry role now. Like, they're in banking, this and that, whatever else they're doing. But Sports administration is literally for a sports like role out of out of the school, right? And Davidson's got to be the poster boy now. He's literally GM, like you said, of the original six team. He's got to be everywhere in that program. Like I hope you need they to get do. It. I know it's it's fresh, but there's been nothing, not and, even yeah. yeah. And I hope they do. And me, like, what happens if you know you're you're looking to get into Spad in the years to come, and Davidson gives you a you know a Zoom interview with like a bunch of students that are looking to take the program i don't know and hear hear his story and like similar to what we had him on for the episode like i think that was um what kind I of i think st- i think they did post something on their story yesterday or the day before oh, okay it's i don't know for sure but like i remember seeing something okay. so somewhere apologies if i didn't see the story <laughs> but i'm pretty sure something like that is post worthy on instagram my yeah. opinion if it's that bad week your too. program Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a missed stop either way. Jim, we should have got an email about it, like this and that, you know. 
congratulate you know, like yeah uh, it's crazy it's crazy that really not like I, maybe yes a, a story post has come out for sure but you're telling know. me you're telling me if like spad reached out to kyle and said can you you know come talk to third year students that are in you know field trip about internship this and too, that the the biggest problem too with spad is that they don't promote their alumni alumni like brock spima does you have a guy who we need to get on the podcast, Benoit Roy, or why I don't know how you pronounce it, who's been a part of like championship winning hockey candidate teams. He's behind he was behind the U17s when they won when we had Benny Goldrow on. Was it yeah. is that U18s? U18, sorry. Yeah. We had uh, he was a part of the women's team when they just won Olympic uh, gold medals. So like come on guys, let's let's start promoting the alumni. You know, you got Roberto too. Who, uh, who's and they do use them a lot, um, but they don't promote. Like you need to start promoting your alumni. Sarah, Sarah uh, Campbell, like you know, works and Sarah Campbell. And I'll give her credit. I know JP too. They do um, a, a fantastic job with um, the new the newsletter, Spad newsletter, or Spad blog. I know they have one going, which is good. You know, maybe they're the only two people that are really doing um, something like that. Not to dog Spad at all. But that is just that's my thoughts. It's my it's my thoughts. I speak the truth. Um, no harm to anyone working there. It's just I'm calling it how I see it. That's my thoughts. Isn't there a spad grad on the Tampa Bay staff as well? Yes. Uh, uh, what do I what do I want to say, McKelty? But I don't think she's doing anything. No, Tampa Bay. No, her no. brother plays. Her brother was was yeah. yeah. But, I don't know. Mace, I'd have to look, honestly look into that. But see, we should be able to go and find that somewhere. It'd be hard. Oh, to find. easily, easily. It'd be hard yeah. to find. It'd be hard to find. Um, not dogging anyone. Just calling. Mace, did you know? Did you? Breaking did you, news. Checking Spad's Twitter right now. They did post something six hours ago. They did. Congrats, they did Kyle. Retweet it. Okay. We're well, so still, Spad Jim, proud of your success. Jim, still though, dude, this happened like what four or five, like three days ago now. How does it take you three days to do that? And a little tweet that took. Listen, I'm I'm standing by what I said. I yeah, looked at 100%. the Instagram. Instagram is the number one platform, um, and I didn't see anything on there. That was my first look. Um, Mace, I, did you know? Did you know Polly was a spad grad? There you go. And Themis, you maybe know Themis, but I knew Themis was. Yeah, Polly was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. Not like I said. I'm not trying to dog anyone because I know <laughs> I know JP listens. You um, kill me. You kill me. I don't want to, and I don't want to rub anyone the wrong way, especially JP, because I respect JP a hell of a ton, and I don't think it's it's him. It's there's other other things going around in, in the program, um, especially promoting alumni number one, yep. which I think he he is trying hard to do. Um, anyways, we'll move on. We might have just put ourselves in the rabbit hole there too, Tom. Let's no, dude. It's all good. We're there. You guys aren't graduating anymore. I know no, we're good. We've loved the pro. We do. We like the program. Like it's. Hundred percent. I probably wouldn't have. I'm just like, backpedaled from love to like so fast. Love to like. <laughs> love like. I use those words. Well, listen. We had a, we we would have switched on the program if we didn't like it. We're still in it. Hundred percent. Experience is second to not being a part of SPAD. Um, but promoting alumni needs to get better. That's what we'll. That's our official stance. Boom. Yeah, boom. <laughs> All right. Let's go right to the OHL North 
update. We'll start with the Sioux Santa Maria Greyhounds. <laughs> um, they played February 26th. They had a home and no, they have a home and home with, oh, they had two back-to-back home games against London. They lost 3-0 and 1-6-3. And uh, those were the only two games since that 6-5 OT loss to Sudbury. Um, what I want to point out is it is their 50th anniversary. I love when they throw back to retro jerseys. The 50th anniversary jersey, I don't mind. I don't think I would have went with the white shoulders. Would have just put it red and the white in the middle. Okay. My only takeaway from it, I do like the other throwback jersey that they wore against London. It was, it was really cool. It was like an old 607 jersey. It was nasty. Um, but the best part of this 50th anniversary, I don't know if anyone's seen the pictures, and we'll clip this and we'll we'll post it with it. The jackets these guys got to yes, wear, yes. like the 80s football, football jacket yeah. with the Sioux logo, classic Sioux logo, the picture with McKay and O'Rourke, nasty. Like those guys look like studs walking in. If you don't walk into the rink with a, like a million confidence level wearing that jacket, I don't know what would. Like, I would so, feel so sick wearing that jacket. So, those are two OAs wearing those jackets, Jim. Did everybody get one, or do you even know? They, they might, Each player must have got one. I'm assuming everyone got one. Okay, okay. That's what I figured. I just wanted to – those jackets are clean. Unless those are old jackets that they found somewhere. No. But I'm assuming everyone got one. That's yeah, my, well, let's just ask McKay. There, there's my official stance there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, let's go to the standings for the Sioux. The Sioux is in the Western Conference. They are third in the Western Conference um, with 28 wins, 16 losses, five overtime losses, one shootout loss. They actually tied for second with London at 62 points, but London does have five games in hand. They still uh, are tied with Flint for the most games played at 50. Uh, in the West. Mace, you said the Sioux, uh, you've been bouncing back and forth on the Sioux being a wagon. Uh, Mace, what's your thoughts? Uh, Hey, boys, I'm uh, just on the phone here with Laura at the same time. So I I didn't actually hear all of what you said. All I heard was, is North Bay a wagon? (laughs) Is a Sioux a wagon? Is a Sioux a wagon? That's that's what I asked. North Bay? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we know the stance. We know the stance. Uh, no, no. I'm I'm going next week doing a Northern Ontario OHL experience. I'm uh, going to try and catch the Sioux game on Wednesday, making a Cole McKay sign. And then Friday, North Bay's in town. So I will I will have a final decision next episode. Okay. I like Not it. next episode, two episodes. Maybe I I'll like go live. It. Good stuff. Okay. Tim, uh, we have to I go. Love- Maybe let's go with Mace one of those days. Yeah, 100%. Perfect. Well, well. It's perfect. All right, uh, and 100% capacity, so Byron's going to be bumping. All right, uh, North Bay, the wagon. Um, they have not played since February 27th, where they beat Sudbury 6-2. Um, they lost to Hammer 7-2 on the 25th, lost to Niagara 6-3 on the, on the 24th. So on a little bit of a two-game skid there, but then picked it up again against uh, – Sudbury and they do play Sudbury again 
Thursday, March 3rd at North Bay uh, Memorial Gardens. That is at the May. We're, we're filming on a Wednesday. There May, there May. Uh, that yes. is tomorrow. Yeah. So there you go uh, for North Bay. In the standings we go. They are third in the Eastern Conference, tied for the most games played at 52. They are four points back of Mississauga, who is in second place. Uh, actually tied for first with Hamilton. Uh, at 68 points, but Hamilton does have four games in hand on Missy, five games in hand on North Bay. They are an absolute wagon. They also have an outdoor game coming to them at Hamilton Field. They're playing on the same rink that the Leafs and Wings are playing. I'm not sure if you knew that, but there you go. The Leafs uh, aren't playing the Wings on that. Uh, no? The Leafs are playing Buffalo. They're playing Buffalo? My bad. They're playing Buffalo Stadium Series. If I'm wrong about that, I'd be brutally upset with myself. No, you're right. It is Buffalo. It is Buffalo. Okay. They they have played the Rangers or not the Rangers, the Red Wings in an outdoor game before. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and wow, that's, that's gonna be an experience for Geo though. Yeah, that's who I wanted to shout out, Geo. That uh, you know, talk about on a, per, like the perfect team to get traded to. Um, he he posted on a story the other day of uh, their locker room at nasty, that field, right? Nasty, yeah, nasty. yeah. That's at the same uh, field. Can soccer took down the U.S. Just throw that out and there. Isn't that the same field that the Arkells are playing in the summer too? Yeah. Watch out. Wow. Um, on to uh, our Sudbury Wolves, your Sudbury Wolves. These Sudbury Wolves. These Sudbury Wolves. They played two games after that 6 5 uh, W over the Sioux. They beat Barry 8 5 um, at home and lost to North Bay, like I mentioned, 6 2 uh, on the 27th. Again, a big win over Barry um, and then a tough loss against North Bay. You talked about an up and down team that can find wins here and there. It's 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 crazy. Uh, they are in a playoff spot at the eighth spot, forty one points. But Peterborough is right behind him in ninth, thirty nine points, but have three games in hand. Oof. Three games in hand on the Wolves. That win against Barry was huge. They're right behind. Um, well, not right behind. They're nine points back at Barry. Barry does have five games in hand on the Wolves. So Wolves have played 50 games. Um, so the next 17 are the biggest, obviously. Uh, they need to catch... Uh, Every game here. matters now. Every game matters now. Yeah, so that is uh, your OHL uh, Northern update. I did miss some Northern um, players. Let me pull it up because my boy, uh, Jake Burton, who is our, uh, our OHL guy, um, he he's been texting me though. He says we've been doing a pretty good job. So yeah, yeah, he's that. pretty happy about that. Um, Josh Cavanaugh, I did not mention. Yes, him. he's from the Valley. Okay. He plays for Peterborough. Um, he said, "Keep your eyes out for Sam McHugh." Sam McHugh right now plays for Peterborough Midget Team. That is the brother of Max McHugh. He is drafted by Peterborough, so keep your eyes out for that. Um, Samuel Asanawi, Asanawi, Asanawi. Um, sorry if I butcher that name. Plays for Flint. He's from Little Current. Um, he's an 04. He says a good player. Wow. Um, and that so those were the two that I missed. Um, also a bunch of signings out of the O. Uh, Antonio Strangis, um, Rory Karens. Uh, who else? Tom signed. Uh, uh Carte, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Another Sioux guy. So Car- Carte, yeah, Carte. Car- 
no, yeah. me, this is maybe the boost the Sioux Greyhounds need ever since yeah. uh, you know, we declared him a wagon. Maybe that these guys sign entry-level deals. It's kind of gives them more confidence, and they go in a little bit of a roll here because yeah. on paper, dude, I think their their team's yeah. far better than anybody else. Looking for our boy McKay to get a little signing there. We're we're pushing for him. Hopefully, hey, hey, Kyle Davidson, if you're listening, <laughs> you need a you need a nice guy in your in your AHL system. I'd sign Cole McKay. Um, there you go, Cole. I've done all I could now. Um, all right, let's go to our interview. Almost forgot that we had an interview on this podcast. We've just been having such a great chat. Wow, she's not gonna like to hear that one. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Obviously, uh, our girl Al or Clav, as I like to call her, Alex Clavel, uh, joined the podcast to chat. It's nice to get a another female presence on the podcast. Um, she plays for the U Ottawa hockey team, was a part of the silver medal. SO Cup team in 2019 that hosted. She played with Media Kingsley, who we had on. Uh, we chatted about that. Um, we won't spoil the rest of the interview because we're going to let you listen to it right now. Without any further ado, let's send it off to our interview with Alex Cleva. Thank you, lady. All right. The boys are going outside of their Subby roots and taking this one way up north. This individual is from Capas Case in Ontario and is a former SO Cup silver medalist for the Subby Lady Wolves in 2018-2019. She is currently a player for the University of Ottawa women's hockey team, and she just recently had the honor of receiving the Melissa Kingsley Memorial Scholarship Award. We are pleased to welcome to the Behind the Bench podcast, Alex Clavel. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys? Good. Oh, we're doing we're doing fantastic. So right off the hop, uh, Alex, I need to know what, what's your <laughs> nickname. Me and Tom have some bet, bets. Like what what do people call you around the ring? Um, I would say Al. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I told you, Tom. I I was in between Al or Clav. It was one one or well, one or the other. It's Al or Clavel. There's no. Yes. Not really. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, Tom. See, so we're kind of both right. No, no, you're not right. I was so right. I said Al or Clav. So I think I think I covered my bases. You did say okay. Clavel, though. So yeah, you're good, Tom. Good stuff. <laughs> no, no, nobody calls you like uh, just because your jersey number. Nobody calls you Matthews or anything like that. No, no. no. Uh, so, so I need to hear the story too because I hear you wear 34. I'm kind of hearing that you're a big Matthews fan. Are you? Are you a <laughs> no. Leafs fan as well? Yeah, um, I am okay. a Leafs fan. Yeah. I, well, I feel sorry for you. Um, you, you, and Tom. Uh, I'm not sure if you're as big as a homer as Tom, um, but what what's your thoughts on the Leaf season so far? Um, I haven't actually watched that many games. I like this that. Year, but I, I see like I follow them on Instagram and I see they've been blowing leads. I've seen that. So <laughs> yeah. Okay, I love it, love it. See, Tom, that you can't follow like so close you well just take it easy you know I mean? maybe i should just wait to the playoffs and like and that's then all, exactly. get heartbroken that's, that's, but yeah, yeah that's all that matters yeah just stop watching and follow them on instagram maybe that's the way to do it <laughs> yeah. yeah um so before we get into it uh, i like to what are you taking right now at uh u ottawa i'm in health science right now okay and, and how's that been it's good i actually really like it yeah okay first it was kind of tough yeah. but now i'm in third year and it's i really like it Okay, good. So, and are you guys on campus at all, or has it been mostly online for you? I've been online like since first semester, since first year, second semester. Man, all my classes have been online. A lot, a lot easier having it online, eh? Rather than. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, okay, and also, 
I don't know where you're situated in Ottawa, but have you been affected by the convoy? Has the convoy been around <laughs> your part of uh, Ottawa? Yeah, like we're really close to downtown. Like we're right on campus. And yeah. like we, the first weekend, um, we've been like, we heard the ho- the horns and all that. And it was <laughs> from our house, super loud, super annoying. And then like, it kind of like, when the horn stopped, it was just like the people that didn't really affect us at all, but it was just the honking that was really annoying. There you the go. Days, but, yeah. Honks around the city. Wow. Wild. Yeah. Well, at least they're, they're out now and life can get on a little bit now. Yeah, the, there's still like roads that are blocked, but I feel like that'll get better. The traffic was kind of bad too, but yeah. Gotcha. Whatever. Okay. All righty. Well, let's get right into it, Alex. So um, you, you win the, the Mel Kingsley uh, Memorial Scholarship Award and, and you guys just played uh, McGill in, in the Memorial game. So I guess, first off, take us through winning that award and, and how you found out. Um, well, um, I didn't find out. Like, no one told me. Like, I just went on my school transcript and, like, it was there. Like, there's nothing that no one actually, like, it wasn't a big... Thing, but I was obviously like honored to receive that scholarship because um obviously it's a big deal and like Mel played a huge part in Ottawa and Sudbury and all that. So I was really happy to receive it and just playing that game for her yesterday. Unfortunately, her family couldn't come because her game had to like change because the convoy and stuff. But like just playing for her wearing the yellow jerseys for warm-up is always fun. And I think it's good that we do that for her and play for her. So yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, 100%. I guess take us through, like, because you came here in 2018-19 to play here, and, and obviously you got close with Mireille, her, her sister. So what, what's been the impact from, from Mel and, and Mireille and just being tight with her? Um, I mean, obviously playing in Sudbury with Mireille the year that happened, um, mm-hmm. it touched the whole team, Sudbury, and it affected everyone. And then also coming to Ottawa where Mel had played my first year, um, Mel had played with a lot of the girls I played with. So that game was awesome. And like we had her jersey hung and that was great. And then this year, um, more girls knew Mireille because two girls from Mississauga and another girl from Sudbury played with Mireille. So that was also super fun too. Okay, cool, cool, good stuff. I mean, obviously a, a tough loss, 4-3. Uh, kind of take us through that game against Miguel. Are they, are they a big rival with you, Ottawa? Um, they're always a super strong team. Like we were down to nothing pretty early on. And then um, we were down 3-1 and then we came back 3-2 and then they scored right after. And then we were like five on three at the end. We had a power play and then we just couldn't. Ah, jeez. Couldn't score. Yeah. Ah, close though. Close. I mean. Yeah, good game. Yeah, no doubt. Good game for sure. Tom? Yeah, let's, uh, let's. Alex, like we always go back to the start with every guest we have on. So talk to us how you really got into hockey and what age did you start playing? Um, Probably like when I was four. Yeah. Grade four, probably started skating when I was three. Yeah, I would say. And I just kind of followed my brother. So he started playing and then I started playing. And yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. Were, yeah. were, were there any other sports that you – or maybe got to pursue were you good at anything else or was it just hockey um I always played all the sports growing up like volley basket like badminton whatever school sports yeah. but cap like kind of small not really other like you can pursue like volleyball or basket if you want like it's kind of just high school sports and then hockey 
or there's right. figure skating and stuff. But for me, hockey was kind of the okay. Gotcha. And I want to ask about your brother and obviously the impact that he's had on you so far. Like he, you kind of mentioned that he kind of got you into hockey. Like what's, what's it been like having a, you know, successful brother like him? Yeah. Like obviously he's doing good and still playing. So following him and he played for Sudbury Mm -hmm. when he was in grade 10. So, um, and he loved it. So that was obviously affecting my decision on going there and just being on the ice with him forces me to work harder and he's a for he's a D I'm a forward. So like going against each other and stuff, it's always been, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I love that little rivalry. Good stuff. <laughs> um, so moving to when you started to play with North Bay, so you move away from home around 15 years old. I mean, how did you end up in North Bay and what was it like moving at, at such a young age? Um, so I was actually playing, Timmins in grade nine. Oh, good and, one, Chim. Um, good one, Chim. You missed that one, Chim. <laughs> yeah, elite well, prospects is dash one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Timmins and then three or two other girls from Timmins. We ended up all three of us going to North Bay. So that's how I ended up playing in North Bay. And then um, from North Bay, we had a really good season, really fun team, really good team. And then we, I think seven or like nine of us ended up going to Barry the following year. And that was kind of a disappointing season. Like we did not do well at all. So after that, a lot of the girls were like a year older. So I ended up going to school or whatever. So I made this decision to go back to Sudbury. Okay, my wow. Grade 12 year. Okay, so that's interesting. So I guess talk to us what my, like what minor hockey was like for you. So obviously you mentioned played, you played in Timmins. So how long did you get to actually stay in cap before you, you had to move? Um, so I played in cap boys and girls hockey up to grade five, then grade six, I played boys like minor major peewee yeah. in Timmins and then grade seven, I think I came back to cap played boys and girls and grade eight, nine, I played on the Timmins girls team and then 10 Sudbury, 11 Barry, 12 Sudbury. Holy yeah. smokes, what a road that's been for you. That's nuts. Tom, you got some? Yeah, I was going to say, like, you, how did you get, like, used to, like, all this travel all the time? Yeah. Like, you you never really been home, let's say. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I think because I started, yeah, like, grade six, I would just do the homework. My homework in the car I had two of my guy friends. Like, we would, we were three from CAP, so we traveled together to okay. our work. And, like, it's grade six. It's not, like, it's a super <laughs> big deal. Like, so, um, and then um, I did, I just got used to it. And then great. And it's kind of what I had to do. Like the girls team in cap wasn't like, like you're probably not going any, like, I mean, one girl has gone, but it's a more like a B team, not as competitive. I'd say. And like, you can't play boys. Like I didn't want to play boys with contact really. I played peewee, but like I had to move to girls if I wanted to play university. So I had to move away and I knew that. So there you go. Yeah. That's crazy, crazy stuff. So how was it like playing on a, on a guy's team? Because we do, like, we coach a, a U15 team right now, and we do have a girl goalie um, okay. on the guy's team. So what, what was it like playing as a girl on a guy's team? Um, when I started novice, there's another girl on the team with me. And um, as I kind of got older, it's kind of more the only girl. But I mean, I guess because I started with the guys, it was like, I always loved it. Like, it was really yeah. fun. And all the guys were also in my class. 
So like I knew them and it was mostly the same group like all through and even like going to Timmins, I was kind of nervous. Like I was the only girl in the new boys team, but they always like welcomed me and stuff and always was super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good stuff. And, and one more thing before we move on, I wanted to know is like, were, were you living with billets like all the time, just finding new billet places around and just sticking with that? Yeah. North Bears a billet house close to other teammates. So that was super fun. Um, Barry, I was, I started billeting with another teammate, like a girl from North Bay and she ended up moving back home. But, and then North or Sudbury, I lived with um, Milan La Five, like another, a teammate. So that was super fun too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Just all over. That, that is crazy. Cool stuff. <laughs> um, so then we'll move on because you went through this perfect to Barry. Now you land back in Sudbury. So what made you decide to come play um, back in, in Sudbury? Your third city, I mean, like a, you've been all over the map. What, what made you kind of come back? Um, I wanted like my grade 12, I wanted kind of to be closer to home. Barry was like far and we kind of didn't have a great season, but Esso has to be what like made me decide like mm. for sure yeah Esso was the yeah no no doubt that obviously mm. the the biggest minor minor girls hockey cha- yeah. championship here and um that so I guess t- talk about that year as a team you guys I know um just came up short um at the Esso but a very good team um I guess yeah run, run us through that year um yeah that year obviously we had a good team from the start like I mentioned my roommate Milan had also came back from PW. So we had, and like we had Maddie LaBerge, like we had some good girls and Mireille obviously in that. So we knew we'd have a strong team and we wanted, we wanted to do well to like, I guess, prove that we like deserve to be there and not just show up as hosts. Like, so um, we had a really good season. We um, ended up winning provincials, which was like awesome. And then, um, so like was we prepared for so all year like that's what we were looking forward to and um that week was like awesome like obviously we wish we could have won but mm-hmm. yeah who did uh who did you guys end up playing in the finals i don't i was there but i don't remember um slash alberta okay okay gotcha, yeah and it so was, dash one every day she couldn't she couldn't remember so i just want to th- throw that out <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like she was no, a I have a girl on my team that plays that played for slash when they beat us. So no. I, I wow. remember, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of bad blood right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's too good. I wanted to ask you, where did you end up going to high school in Sudbury? Was it CND? No, it was SAC. <laughs> oh oh SAC. Okay. Because well, CND is not the semesters. Oh, and that's I right. Back home, so I couldn't. Yeah, and that's where Bren went. So I just like yeah, and that's when Milan was also going because I forgot why she ended, but yeah, we were at SAC. Okay, okay. gotcha. Nice little little school. It's a it's a great little school, Tom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some best soccer fields in the city, Tom. Um, <laughs> but uh, and and tennis courts. That's where we battle media on the tennis courts, right, Tom? Okay. Uh, yeah. Our, so. Alex, are you a tennis player too? Uh, have you had your battles with Mireille on the court? No, actually, I've never played Mireille. Like, I play at home with my parents, but no, not like 
you know, I, I don't think I would pick it. <laughs> Wicked spinster. Tom, we may have a little doubles action now here. Yeah, for the I don't even know if I want to play Mireille because she's she's way too competitive. She's just <laughs> like... Oh, man, that's too good. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you, because you kind of mentioned her a couple of times, uh, Milena Lefebvre. So you, you, obviously you lived with her and, and were close now she plays for university of montreal so mm. have you guys got to play each other and and how's that been facing off against yeah her? um we played twice we play her friday tomorrow oh, um nice and like it's always nice to play her like last time we played in ottawa her whole family came it was super fun um we're still close we still talk all the time and we like playing each other it's really yeah. fun we were on the same line in Sudbury, so first year was kind of funny to like play against her but now we like talk after games and stuff yeah it's really nice okay cool good stuff and okay so let's move on now we're going from Sudbury, obviously to ottawa and kind of like tell us a story like how you committed to the obviously to become a gg and were there any other schools that you know you went on tours on that you were close to committing to um yeah there's a few other schools but it came down to like i'm taking health science in french right. so it actually came down to um being able to take my schooling in French here but there's a few other smaller schools I didn't know if I wanted like a big school like U Ottawa or like a smaller school and I like ended up coming here because of the French um I could take my program in French and um I don't regret it like I love it here and I think it's I've been taking class in French and English but having that option I think is yeah, yeah. so yeah it's huge yeah did, did you were you committed to Ottawa before that SO Cup year like or um, no, I committed like that during that year, like during that um, year, early like November. I kind of forget, but yeah. yeah, gotcha. And how's the first year been? Obviously, uh, COVID ended up kind of ruining that. So, talk to us about like what it is to you know play during a pandemic season and how did that affect you? Yeah, so um, we actually finished our season right before COVID hit. Like, okay. we were out in playoffs, and then the teams that went to nationals, nationals got canceled because of COVID so we were done so it didn't affect us hockey wise but obviously schooling like I was in res first year and March like had to pack everything and go home for the whole year and then so that was that was that kind of sucked first year but at least hockey was done like we had finished our whole season mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah and then and then I want to ask about this year Chem like was it a three-week pause Alex like what was it like really um so we finished like we always finished like early or end of November early December and that was our first half was fine and then we just didn't start till like it, the start kept being delayed delayed and then OUA announced their start and we still hadn't heard anything so we ended up starting like the week and after OUA so then and like I said earlier usually reading week we have off and we start playoffs at the end of reading week I right. think that's how it usually goes mm -hmm. and this year we've been we they added three games to our schedule and I think we we're supposed to have like 10 or 12 like so they added three and then playoffs so it affected like um obviously it affected our season a lot and we just like we had to do like we were lucky enough to be um in a playoff spots so we just had to three games to keep that the like clinch playoffs which we did so that 
That's good. Yeah. Well, if there's any time to get on the roll, I guess you don't really have a choice but to do it yeah. that way. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's wild. What seat are you guys coming in? Do you, do you know? Sorry, what? Sorry. Well, what? Yeah, I'll talk. What what place? Uh, like, what? Where are you on the rankings? Uh, uh, right in? now, we're we're tied for third, but I think we have a game on Montreal right now. So, um, yeah, it's actually really close right now. So there's we're tied for third, and um, our top two teams are ahead of us, but they are one point difference. So it'll be really down to the last games to see like the gotcha so yeah. so big so big game tomorrow then against montreal yeah. yeah i love it love it awesome. okay well chim chim i think you have to tell her what the btb bump is because maybe i know alex can go on a little bit of a run here and lead the team for sure yeah so the btb bump you know when when people usually come onto our show and if they're a hockey player or whatever they do usually you know, there's a little spike in their game where they <laughs> kind of go go to the moon. So, you know, we Marcus Foligno kind of started it off for us. He got hot when, when he came on our show. Alex Ferran, I don't know if, if you heard of him, um, but he uh, has three goals in three games with the Seven Wolves since coming on uh, on the pod. So, little bump for Alex Clavo. We'll be checking the stats and we'll be we'll be tweeting uh, out there for sure once uh, once this interview comes out. <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you <laughs> um all right um any any other questions you got Tom? yeah i wanted to ask her one more before we get into our last segment is how do you balance having school and hockey like i couldn't even imagine doing that yeah um i think first year was definitely a big adjustment like um hockey well we actually practice in the mornings really early before classes so um, it doesn't affect classes as much. It's just like hard because it's really early. But I think you just have to have like a set schedule and follow your schedule because it's really easy to like fall behind in school. So yeah, and it's happened first year, but now um, I don't know. And like in the bus, you can always catch up and do school. And like you have time to do both. You just have to make sure that you do you it. do it yeah. <laughs> yeah 100% yeah we're with you there one more question I actually have um obviously the the women's olympic team just took uh gold here in, uh, in Canada in Beijing I'm not sure if you got to tune, tune into that but what what's the impact I guess could you say those girls have had on, on you um and and just w- women's hockey yeah um it's actually cool because this year there's actually girls that I played against um, in Barry, so I think it's super cool to see them um, like at the Olympics now and like doing super well and winning gold. And I think they have a huge impact on like younger girls and I think on Canada, like as a country. And I think they're great role models for young girls, yeah, that want to start hockey or want to make the Olympics one day. Yeah, uh, 100%. I guess uh, one. Um question from that is what what's the future look like for you do, do you want to continue playing hockey I know you're you're in health sciences right now what, what what's the future look like for Al um, I don't know yet um I'm in my third year going to fourth and then after that I don't I didn't really think how much ahead yet so I, don't I like know. that living in the moment I like it I like it yeah yeah 100 lots of time Cross that bridge when we get there. That's that's yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Love it. Um, all right, Alex, we're gonna go to the fast five now. So this is a segment where we have uh five rapid fire questions. Um, whatever comes to the top of your head, let it rip. Um, and we'll we'll send it over to Tom. 
I promise they're not hard, okay? I okay. promise. <laughs> I made them easy just for you, okay? What's your favorite movie? Ooh. I don't really watch movies, so like <laughs> my show, I would say Grey's Anatomy. Okay, okay. Classic, yeah. What's your favorite mm-hmm. pregame song? This one might have been hard, actually. <laughs> yeah, those are hard. Um, <laughs> okay, I have to think. I don't know. We just. What, what do you guys listen to in the room? Do you like Let, use it? How about, how, let's go wind song. What's the wind song? You guys have okay, a song that's good. Me? Our wind song is Instrumental Baby, I think, by. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, or that's our goal song, I think. Okay, yeah, that's, gotcha. Yeah. That's good enough. Uh, <laughs> what's your dream travel destination? Where do you want to go anywhere in the world? Paris. Oh, Ooh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Okay. This one, I don't know, could cost some stuff, but who's your favorite teammate currently? <laughs> <laughs> um, I live with four girls on the team, so I, I, pur- I purposely did it that way. There you yeah. go. Nice. Yeah, 100%. And what's your favorite Sudbury or Northern Ontario restaurant that you've ever been to? Um, I, I really like Cup of Joe in Sudbury. That, okay. Hey, yeah. That's a so different that, one, Chimino. That's, that's, that's a first. And I love that because usually it's just P&M. So yeah, I hear like, yeah, P&M all the time, but <laughs> I don't actually think I've ever been there. Okay. No, like right. I just I used to go to Cup of Joe with me here and like we like <laughs> hang out, study and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Stu- stu- study for sure. Oh yeah, lots, <laughs> lots, lots of studying. Hey, going on there, yeah. yeah. Oh man, good stuff. Um, I'll re- uh, I guess one more question, just to if you want, because Mide, we asked her ammo on you. She didn't give us any. So is there any Mide stories you got? How was it like playing with her as a goalie? You know, do you got anything on Mide? Um, like I didn't know her coming into Sudbury and, um, we became friends like right off the bat and we stayed close. I don't really have funny stories <laughs> on the top of my head, but yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. She's a beauty. 100%. Well, listen, uh, Alex, we, we appreciate you coming on to the podcast, sharing your story. It's a, it's a wild one for, for how, how you got to where you are now and uh, obviously keep going and we'll, we'll be cheering you on the, the whole way there. Tom, you got it. You got anything to say? No, obviously best of luck in the playoffs. We'll be rooting for you. Yep. Hopefully the GGs can win a couple series and then go to the national GGs. Roll GGs. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. And that was the interview with Alex Clavel. Tom thoughts. Before I give you my thoughts, I have to give you an ad read about that interview. That interview with Alex Clavel was sponsored by Silvercross. Silvercross Sudbury is ran by the f- best people in the Sudbury region. They sell new and recycled home and healthcare equipment. From stairlifts to scooters, you name them, they got them. Silvercross Sudbury is ran by first-class people in the name of Dean and Chantel Jacqueline, and they proudly serve North Bay, Espanola, the Manitoulin Island District, and of course here in Sudbury where they are located on 760 Notre Dame Avenue. That is 760 Notre Dame Avenue. Call them at 705-222-0700 for any healthcare need, and they will hook you up. Boom. Interview. Let's talk about it. Um, I think before we panned it over to her interview, you said 2019 silver medalist. I believe it was 2018. 
So I just want to give you a little correction there. It's a dash. That's a dash because you would you would you would have made sure that I was bad on that too. Um, but yeah, dude, great interview. I thought I, I thought the fast five was very simple. Uh, she she you know was very challenging for her, and she she kind of butchered the one song. Uh, she called it instrumental baby, and not that was uh, so good. And not uh, industry baby. I almost yeah. forgot the name of it right there. So maybe so we clip maybe we clip that part because that like. She was so confident with instrumental and it was it's industry baby. But like you said, it was good to get another female on. Uh, obviously, she was the recipient of the Mel Kingsley nice. scholarship award. Uh, the money the Gigi's just posted as well. I think it was forty five hundred, maybe a little bit more. They raised awesome. for her for her scholarship. Uh, but yeah, wishing Clavel and the Gigi's all the best in their playoff run because they just clinched as well, which you talked about in the interview. So. Um, maybe we can have her back on, Jim, if they go on a little bit of a run and maybe make nationals. So we'll see. Hoping 100%. for a BTB bump for, for her. So you came at me for 2018. I just looked it up. It was 2019. No, dude, what? So dash one. Um, Sorry, dude. I don't know why. No, I know. No, was it 1819? Was it 1819? It was 1819. It was 1819. I will give you that. I can't remember what team Glavelle said they played in the finals. It was St. Albert. Um, I can't remember what she, I think she did say St. Albert um, yeah. to uh, they lost 4-1. We never really talked about that final game much, but that was a, f- a score of that game. Um, but uh, Al, Al, as uh, the girls call her, um, she uh, she was great. Um, a person from Kappa Skating. So we uh, was Went good to up. go uh, out of uh, out of Sudbury and talk to someone from Cap. Talk about someone from a small town that really had to move. Uh, at an early age to get anywhere uh, in the sport they wanted to. Um, she was in Timmins playing guys hockey and cap when she was there. And then she's playing uh, girls hockey in Timmins, Sudbury, all over. She went to Barrie, North yeah. Bay. Talk about a, a road. Uh, and now she's in Ottawa. Um, so absolutely uh, pumped uh, for her to see uh, her excelling. And we told her we keep, uh, keep a close eye and hope that Gigi's, uh, are are doing well um yeah tom and you mentioned like the traveling piece for her uh another guest that i'll reach out to now is is her brother and it was very similar paths Jim. i know he played minor midget here Uh, i'm not sure like growing up what he was doing playing in timmins or uh i think he might have played campus casing midget maybe for one year or bantam for one year and then anyways but very similar paths now he's playing all your way out uh out east i believe or yeah out east so look to get him on as well yeah, hundred percent. I'm just gonna pull up uh, the GG's uh, last game here just to see how they did. I know they were playing Montreal uh, the next day. They did lose two uh, one um, yeah. in OT, so a close game. Um, they do have a triple header with McGill on the third, fifth, and sixth. So those are bad. Uh, oh, sorry, not a triple header. This is the playoffs. They are playing uh, McGill in the three game series. Dude, um, the episode's out tomorrow, and it's Wednesday night. There you go. Maybe they can get a little BTB bump. Looking for the bump. Looking for the Look bump. It, looking for it. Come on now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, good luck. Do they have home that. ice? Do they have home ice against Miguel? No, eh? No, they, they are at Miguel, and then they are at home. Uh, and then at Miguel. And at Miguel. Two out uh, of three. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. I don't have the standings uh, for you. I could get I back think- to that. No, I think they finished third, if I'm not mistaken, and McGill finished second. I think Old Montreal finished first. 
uh, a person from somebody that we mentioned that is on that team is um Milan Lafave. Milan Lafave. Um Lafave, sorry. Um that was see, that was a problem with me. Uh because <laughs> Covell's French. Covell's it- French. My name is Alex. So saying Alex is hard. That was hard <laughs> for me. Like it's just not used to it. Um I'm gonna I, change your contact name with an E at the end now. Yeah. As I'm about to go through the R E R S E Q. Okay, here we go. Um, RSEQ. Okay, thank God they have a, a bracket here because I can't read uh, the French. I was yeah. trying to find the standings. Here we go. McGill finished one, Tom. They are oh, number one. Okay. Ottawa is the fourth seed. Um, you have Concordia and Montreal at two and three. Carlton and Bishops at five and six, but I don't believe... No, they, they don't. I think they just go four. They're in. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... You catch a, a quick fire, you can find yourself at national. So, hoping uh, Gigi's get there. Clavel leads the way. Also, another Siberian on that team uh, is Taylor Scott. I went and took a look at the roster. Um, yes, she's nasty. Jim. She's nasty. Uh, I know that she's nasty because of my uh, temporary coaching stint as uh, the coach of the St. Ben's uh, girls hockey team. No, uh, dude, you coached her. I did not coach her. She played for Bishop. Milano was my best player. I made sure Milano was out there matching her. I was line matching Milano. That's so funny. That's yeah, so funny. it was fun. That was a, that was a fun. Hey, you, you held the door open last change Milano on the ice. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, well, thanks uh, to Claval for for coming on again. We'll we'll chat soon for sure. Hopefully, they go on a deep run. Go uh, go GGs. All right, let's go to Mayhew performers of the week. Tomislav Vlahos, who do you got? Me first, okay. Uh, a friend that I have gotten closer with, I'm going to say in the last couple of years, a guy that's actually a recent guest, or a recent guest, a former guest uh, on the show, he just got a job with RBC starting this summer, Evan McLean. Okay, so Themis and my dad helped him out, and I put in a good word as well. Uh, Evan applied, and he ended up getting a job starting this summer. So it looks like he's going to be in between uh, I'm not sure for the details, but he'll be um, at different branches at different times. But it looks like um, for for moments of the summer, he'll be with my brother. And I think my brother will be training him. So I just want to say kudos to Evan McLean for getting this job because, you know, it's not it's not too uh, I think I think it's hard sometimes for students to get a job right out of school. So kudos to Evan McLean. And he's an Congrats RBC to guy. Mac. So. Congrats to you, Mac. Mason, you're. My turn. All right. This one's coming from the Rainbow District School Board official Facebook page. Two former students that I taught first semester won the Harvard Student Agency's Wolves of Wall Street Challenge, the world's first global stock market competition for youth. Um, So participants were in a 12-week intensive investment contest uh, with other peers in Brazil, Britain, uh, Canada, obviously China and the States. So these guys were actually, they, they weren't paired up beforehand. They got randomly put in groups. So you were randomly put in groups with other uh, students. Uh, I think there's like 1200 students in there and they got randomly put together two Llewellyn students. So that is Harley French and Jacob Bolton. Congratulations. And so they had took home a cash prize of 500 us. And this 
experiential learning opportunity opportunity was made possible through the school's new specialist high skills major in business to which both students are enrolled in. It's the schism. We're making moves there. We're building a finance lab at Llewellyn. Hopefully I get a job there else all the time I've invested into this finance lab will go down the drain. Hopefully you're the, you're, you're the uh, protege for um, Hatsis. Yes, hopefully. Or I just have a little plaque saying Mason Savage helped do some of this work. There you go. That's boy Mason. I love it. But James got two other ones. I want to shout out my cousin Jameson. I know you yep. guys already mentioned him getting yep. called up. Um, great opportunity for him. Grade eight, playing with grade nine. So it's a big jump. And honestly, he didn't look out of place at good. all. Look good. Yep. He did look good. For sure. And last shout out, sticking with the family. It's so easy. All my family are just athletes. <laughs> um, you guys saw the outfit Red wore to his game the other night. Oh, eh? yeah. Ridiculous. It was like the rock. He puts on Instagram October's very own. For one, <laughs> not even born in Canada. No affiliation to Drake. <laughs> Two, I'm almost uncertain he's not born in October. <laughs> so, I don't know. He's going to have earrings like o- Austin Matthews. Soon. Did he That's have okay. anything OVO on? That's a good point. The picture was dark. Speaking of outfits, before I go to Miami performance, Zach Giroux's outfit to the uh, oh, yeah. Firebirds game with a Vince Carter jersey. Yeah. I, I I did comment drip drip on it because it was a a nice outfit to the game. That's anytime you wear a retro jersey, you, you win me over. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I got three guys. Oh um, nay. Oh, I don't feel bad anymore. Yeah, I first off, one. My boy Dario Belgio commits yeah, I knew that was coming. to AIC Division One hockey. Uh, we did talk about coming on the pod. I think I think it is time for Dario. I I even to texted him. Yeah, I think it's time for him to come on. Um, big school guy now. So uh, congrats to him. Uh, the Brooks Bandits, if you guys don't follow them, they're an absolute wagon. Oh, yeah. They should be uh, going to Nationals. Dude, they uh, go every year. year. I go watch, I, I watch some of their games, like the Harlem Globetrotters. Like, or like, remember when um, the Ball Brothers played for Chino Hills? Like, there was like no yeah. defense, but they just would score at will. It was just nuts. So, well, uh, Jim, not to not to mention a top three defenseman in the NHL, uh, Kale McCarr came from Brooks as nah, well. See, so. I mean, you, uh, they got uh, TJ Hughes right now. He's he's not undrafted in the OHL. Um, he's got a bunch of offers. He smashed their goal record, I believe. Yeah, um, Ryan McAllister and uh, Zach Bookman, I think, smashed the defenseman record too, uh, or defensive goals. I can't remember. What a pro- what a program. Yeah. Um, my second one is an LU uh, track and field member, Marvin Zong. Uh, Sorry if I butchered the last name, but that's, I'm just, that's how I am. Marvin Zong, um, he is third in the country for uh, the men's uh, triple jump. Um, They do have uh, indoor meets, which I did not know. Um, And he's been killing it. Um, he finished uh, first at the York University Winter Open um, with a long jump leap of 7.13 meters. And his triple jump was uh, at – his triple jump was 14.69 meters. That's ridiculous. And is qualified for the U Sports Championship at the end of March. So it means someone we got to get on to the podcast. Uh, unreal. 
Marvin. Is, 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 do you have another one? Because I want to say something about that. Yeah, I got one more, Tom. Okay, you, go. you can go. No, no, you go. You go. That, I, I believe that individual that you just mentioned is trained by Noel Apier's best buddy. He works out at the basement, Ryan Taylor. Ryan Taylor was a Division One athlete for triple jump, Jim. And I see him all the time and I text him. I, we need to get him on. And, and I, this guy, I, yeah, what the hell? Ryan Taylor has his own Instagram page. I think he's training these guys now that do triple jump. And he awesome. was... Uh, a jumper for a division one school i i don't even want to guess but nice. next time i see him i'll ask him yeah 100 percent. the last one is a little more on a serious sentiment uh, sentimental note um obviously everyone knows what's going on. if you if you live under rock maybe you don't know but obviously what's happening in the ukraine is is terrible um we're seeing flashes obviously to 1940s you haven't seen anything like this since then um it, it's sad what's happening in ukraine and we know in Cyprus, we know in northern ontario there's a big uh ukrainian population um here uh, I, you know th- these cities are built on immigrant uh people um you know tom look at yourself greek uh immigrants myself italian immigrants mace all over the map <laughs> newfoundland newfoundland there you go see so you're you're a true, true Canadian, but uh, yeah, it's crazy what's happening. So the person I want to shout out is Father Peter uh, Bodner. So he's the priest at St. Mary's Church, um, the Ukrainian church downtown Sudbury. He is heavily involved in soccer here at GSSC. Uh, he's also a um, supply teacher uh, in, in the boards here in Sabri, he is, you know, the balloon guy, uh, balloon supply teacher. If you haven't had him before, he's, he, he makes some sick balloon um, art, but um, they are raising money. St. Mary's Church is raising money for Ukrainian effort, re- refugees, anything to help with situation in Ukraine. So you can check out, uh, just look up St. Mary's um, online and, and you can find out how to donate. Um, so just wanted to shout him out. Uh, there it's sad what's happening he has family over there um it, it is it's a terrible time um in ukraine and hopefully they they get past through this so that are those are my major performers uh of the week let's move on to the cornies q a and the cornies q a before we get to it is sponsored by Corny's office plus obviously they've been serving subject for over 45 years qop offers all things Office supplies and more. They're locally driven, customer focused, and offer everyday low prices that are affordable and offer the best quality. Next day delivery is a guarantee. You can't find that anywhere else, folks. If you go online uh, at www.cornies.com, you can sign up to be a Cornies member, get the 10% uh, code BTB10, and you'll get 10% off the entire store. So we did say that we did have some more questions from the Q&A, and we are going to get to them. Um, we got three more here. So Griffin Jones, this is a question for all the boys. Golf-related question. What do you think your strengths and weaknesses as a player are? Tommy, take it away. Uh, strength. I think Chim's going to agree with me with this one is my wrist putting. I, I think I'm pretty good with, uh, my ability to putt and to limit my strokes that way. Um, my weakness, I'm going to say my long irons, four or five iron hybrid from like two ten to 20, 200 out. 
not the greatest. So I'll leave it at that. Mason, I can't wait to hear this. Wow. Um, <laughs> the big stick can be an issue at times. Driver. Um, more just length off the tee. That You know, I have that bad right shoulder. It doesn't let me get that full swing speed in. It's from all, the, flirted. All, all the glove saves from... Uh, from all the blockers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah blocking. My bad. So... <laughs> I, I would say my weakness is focusing. Like, actually... Like I want to be on the course, obviously, but it's like wanting to excel and do better. I'm just so yeah. happy to be out there half the time. That's okay. Uh, you could see it last year. Last year, there was no competition for me. I wasn't in a league like I was the year before with the ID Cup. I, I really can raise to the occasion, though. Chim saw at the ID Cup. I can I can definitely show up to play when needed. Can make well, some you, set your stepbrother can. Yeah. <laughs> well he's a sandbagger Mace not to cut you off but literally the first time I ever met you is when I was watching that ID Cup match and I'm for, I forgot who you guys were playing maybe you you were even partnered up with was Alex. that when me and Chim when I couldn't when close you, 18 dude when you talked one in the woods on 18 from the tip it's ridiculous that you guys played the tips but it was directly right on 18 Mason that, my weakness is 18 <laughs> yeah at the idlewall 18 100 i if i'm playing the tips the ball's going in that duck right uh bush right before i've one never green. seen someone like consistently top it on one hole it was unbelievable so let's play this back so i top it on that hole the ball actually kicks out to the cart path so i'm still alive so then i i scream a three wood like maybe 150 yards off, like I barely off this. the ground yeah. And then I have a long eye. No, no, I'm at like the hundred. I'm at the hundred. And I take out my 60 and I think perfectly. Like I'm gonna put it on two putt. It's in the dark. Chim and I just need a point. And I blade this 60 <laughs> and it goes almost to the fire pit at the Idlewild. And I, I'm sitting there and I'm I'm looking, Bert's <laughs> laughing. Tyler, you know when he gets that cackle, like a hyena? Yeah. Looks like he's from Lion King. Who who did we play? It was me. Uh, it was Ryan and Augie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe both the Johnson brothers. I think it was both the Johnson brothers. But Ryan chipped in on the playoff nope. hole. We're playing in the dark. Yeah, yeah it was We're Ryan and Augie because we dusted Bert and uh, Stevie in the consolation. We actually uh, yeah. on extra holes. Remember that? That was a fun round. Um, yeah. So as a as my partner there, I. I, I'm watching Mace do this. Like we had it in the bag and we yeah, absolutely yeah. choked it. Um, yeah. The last and, three and holes choked it. I think Ryan Johnson is in my golf nightmares. He knows it. Like he is a hundred percent in my kitchen. So we're playing we him play and his match. brother. We're playing him and his brother again. Yeah. They waxed us last time. So I we, know, I know. we gotta, we gotta really buckle down. Um, my weakness, I would say number one is consistency. I can go out and shoot a 90, a hundred, I can go and shoot out a 73. It depends on the day, depends on how I'm hitting the ball. Second weakness, length. I can't I can't hit the ball far at all. It drives me nuts when I see Kevin McCullen who pounds the golf ball. Absolutely pounds the golf ball. Um his driver, it what's crazy is Kevin and I have probably the same length irons. Like we both hit the ball as far as uh, like the same length yeah. in yardage. Oh. Yeah. But he's got about, about 30, 40 yards on me on driver. It's actually nuts. Okay. 
I think because one guy I play with all the time and I play with Kev, I think Jacko's longer than Kev. No. Yes. When he yes. when he hits it straight. But but Jacko also ha- is longer iron wise. Yes, he, you're right. Yeah, which it, is uh, crazy. Good point. Good which point. is crazy how Kev. I don't understand how it works, but just how wacky golf is. My strengths, I would say, my short game. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And when it's on, it's on. Nice. When it's on, it's on. Chipping uh, though, putting. I haven't seen to like putting. I've had I've had a lot of battles with putting. I've changed. I'll change we have a video of him now. making it from the front of ten. Yeah, I know, but he's had. I, I just think of that Bert and Felino match when it was just made. I missed gimmies. two three footers. I missed two three footers, um, and I did not miss them on purpose. Um, <laughs> Everyone tried, thought you did, dude. Isn't I tried ridiculous? to make those. Um, yes. Nothing's worse than a Sag Camino on the putting green. Yeah, just uh, chewing I, himself up. Mace, yeah. Mace. That I, how many times you see me do that? At ID cop Mace. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just shake the head. Yeah, off. dude, yeah. he was crushed. Jim, I thought we we're like you were for sure going in the water on ten for that playoff match against Bert and Marcus because well, you missed, you missed a, two, a three footer on seventeen and eighteen, and you were just deflated. So I miss it, okay? And walking off, I'm like. Okay, yeah, that sucked. Those two holes just sucked. But we got an extra hole of it. But our only match to go extra holes, and it's against two NHLers. Yeah. I'm fresh off the Arcals weekend. You know, I remember asking you, Tom, if I could hit drive, and you're like, absolutely not. And and that 10th hole was a shit show. Bert Bert went into (laughs) the water. Me and you were hacking it around. Marcus, Marcus. Absolutely slash the greens, slash yeah. the greens. Yeah. But uh I'm excited for round two of that. Um yeah, okay. Next question. Oh. Last Chim, one of my favorite things about you being my golf partner is the mood you bring <laughs> to the team and to the, the group I'm in general. Morale guy, huge morale, but, but also but- money playlist. Yeah, okay, good on the playlist, but Mace, he's, he is a morale guy, but you have to catch him when he's, like, playing well because if he's not playing well, he's the worst. Like, he doesn't, like, and that's everybody, though, but you are beyond the worst. Come I on. don't know. Like, I think, I think he can have a little bit of attitude with you, Tom. Yeah, okay. relationship between you yeah, two. Yeah, you, you know what you're Going right. back to the ID Cup days, you're right. Jim was the, the, the rookie, the, the young guy. I don't think he was trying to show – Show the older guys. The I was the vibe guy. Sure. I, it depends. The reason why I get so mad sometimes or I just get pissed off is you know how good you can play, but the days that are your, your bad days, like when you chunk and shank ones, it's like <laughs> this shouldn't be happening. Like I've been playing golf for six years. How is this happening? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah, stuff yeah. you got to get over. Also, um, when I'm dock hooking them, when I'm snapping them, it is – it's not a good sight to see. I also, and when I step on to nine, I know it's in the water. That's how <laughs> bad it is. Um, but uh, anyways, yes, playlists. I do pride myself on my golf playlist. I have added a bunch new songs, a bunch more new songs into it. It's got to be at least five hours long, this golf playlist now. Um, and the vibes for sure. The vibes for sure. The last question here comes, uh, actually two more. Uh, one comes from Scotty Miller. Your best Zach Matheson story. Oh, do you want to go first? I got to let me think about it. There's so many. There's... I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Trying to think of ones that are reasonable. 
I, I a couple for Z is, is when I used to play hockey with Maddie. Um, he would come come up. He'd bring his Xbox. He was a huge NHL guy, custom teams, all that. So we had good battles on uh, on NHL in the hotel in between games. That was fun. Um, also, probably my best memory of Zach Matheson is his YouTube channel. If you haven't checked it out, Puck Four Life Nine. Um, it was a hockey equipment channel. Uh, he was a big stick guy. Would get pro stocks, uh, review them, shoot pucks with them. Probably my favorite YouTube channel uh, out there. So go check it out, Puck for Life Nine. And it's an old one, but it's a good one. Tom. Okay, I got, I got, I got a few. Not, not a few, but just like memorable moments that I remember. Um, is no matter like what the circumstance is for a hockey game, as in a beer league. Now he's full time lug with me. This guy treats it like we're in the NHL. Um, I'm not sure if he stretches and stuff before, but it, it's it is now beer league. Chim yesterday for her game, he brought a speaker. Uh, we played at 11:30 at night. He had like a big booty mix going. So anyone that plays non competitive hockey with Zach, I know he plays in a Capriol league. He like he, he'll tape his stick, like make sure his you know skates are sharp, this and that. But like not a typical beer league guy. He treats it like it's game seven, and he goes hard. I mean, like yesterday, I didn't really talk about it, but um two two with you know a minute left and Zach Matheson got the game winner with one second left so and he sallied it was just he, he brings out the most out of everyone even in a beer league at 12 30 at night at countryside so obviously there's other stories and ones we've had together all of us as a friend group uh party and this and that but he's just he 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 brings the energy out of everybody so. 100% 100% yeah Zach's electric Mace you got anything I think my favorite is um, when he came on to talk about Blue Jays. Yeah. That was one of the first times I really met him. Yeah. And then at the Cedar Green Open, oh, him and the boys were just buzzing around. Yeah. You could tell it's like, it's their course, right? Yeah. Not their course, but it's their home course. So they have a different swagger when you're walking around your home course. So seeing him in his natural element, wish I was playing with him. I don't think he performed very well. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And yeah. we don't need to dive in depth, but was Zach part of the um overnight Timberwolf story I, I heard? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's actually my favorite Zach Matheson story. <laughs> yeah, that oof, that is a, that is a story and a half. Close the place down. Yeah. yeah. Um my um uh yeah, I think that was that was it for Zach. Yeah, yeah. Um all right. Oh yeah, Just, sorry. Just a funny I, we need guy, to get man. him back on and talk about uh, MLB baseball. What's going on? I think he'd have a lot to say. It could be really he's fun. just so he, funny. He could turn. I think he's kind of turning into our, our like Matt Murley, uh, slowly, slowly for the BTB podcast. I like it. He yeah. listens every episode, man. Yeah, so. he's a, yeah. We love Z for sure. Last question I have here is I don't even. I think someone has a burner account. Um, I don't know what this account says, so I'm not going to say it, but the question is a very simple one. Um, and this, how, how did all the boys meet? Wow. Good question. Mace, you want to go first? Yeah, I've actually, I've, I think I've known Chimino or known of him for quite a while. Just growing up at the Idlewild. Um, Chimino cleaned my clubs for quite a while when I oh, was yeah. working for the Bat Breweries. And then... To be honest, didn't really have a personal connection with him until the ID Cup. Yep. We were we were partners for the first week, Chim. Week two. 
week, week two. two. Yeah. Um, but no, Chimino's in my group for week one. And we barely know each other, barely are talking. I go driver, hybrid, eagle putt. Drained it. Oh, Jim's probably walking off like, what did I just sign up for? I never played golf. Then he with proceeds him to see me yeah. just yeah. chunking them for the rest of the round, but started <laughs> off hot. Yeah. And okay. I met Tom. When did I meet Tom? I knew Tommy's brother, Themis, for quite a while. Yeah. I want to say I was introduced to Tom when I went out, when Brett Jacklin was uh, drafted to the ID Cup. I think I went out and watched them play a little bit, scouting the competition. Okay. Does that make sense, Tom? Probably. Will that check I, out? Yeah, I was going to say that or literally just from the golf course. And then obviously when this thing started. Um, yeah, no, it was definitely before. I, I knew you before started. that, though. Yeah. It had to be. It had to be just from golfing. But I don't well, know. No, it was probably ever... from. I was. I was 2012. Sits a goalie of the year. You probably saw that in the newspaper. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> no, it had to be. I was gonna say just from knowing Chim and all the other like with Brett ID Cup, and then I literally just heard from them multiple times about you, and then that's how I kind of knew of you, and then from the golf course. But to Chim, I think we met through just mutual friends i think the mathesons had a lot to do with it uh, i was obviously close with maddie growing up and going to school with him and then we had that three-on-three tournament as well um i think that's when it really started i couldn't even tell you the year maybe we're 13 14 years old no it was a little bit later was, i think 15 16 okay grade grade eight grade nine yeah grade around nine. there i met you before that we i think we spent we had one wolves game together we had a blast with me you big chad and mayhew that's right. Oh was, God. We were younger. Okay. Okay. We, yeah. But then, then that's through folk and, and Maddie's how I started to get to know you made you better. I knew Brett already from, we, we grew up together, me and Brett, but it's crazy. Uh, eh? Yeah. I, I so met, do I need to put you guys on the hot seat in our bio? It says two lifelong best friends. I mean, you could say we're lifelong now. We, we've made up for the years. We didn't know each other. Oh, so okay. yeah, there you I go. think, I think lifelong as in you, we've been friends since the day you can remember being friends as in like from ages four to 10, you don't really remember what you did and like really who your friends were. Yeah. Maybe your neighborhood childhood friends, this and that growing up, but lifelong as in memories that you've made that you've actually remembered. Is that actually a good way to put it? Yeah. I I don't mind it. I don't, we we might need a a definition on on life. (laughs) I know. Um, I try to back it up. Yeah. Um, I, so yeah. So, Mason Monet, I met, um, I believe the first time I ever met him, he was running around for Labatt's at the invite. That's the first recollection I have of Mason. We kind of chatted for a bit. Um, I And then I, I knew him from there. Like, we just say hi to each other. We talk, like, shoot the shit a bit. And it really kicked off at the Heidi Cup. We, we were partners the second week. We had blasts. Um, that whole summer was unbelievable. Um, and then... How I got Mason on this podcast, I don't know if I told the story, but the bet we went out uh, to respect me, Stevie, Augie, Tessier, and Mace. Mace was out, and I said, Mace, I'm starting a podcast. We had Stevie on. He goes, oh, well, if you want me to, to cut some video, you know, I could help out here and there. I said, sure. Uh, and, and next thing you know, we brought Mace on for episode one. He's wearing his Rams jersey uh, and using his uh, PS4 headset. Um, and, uh, and the rest is history. Um, and now we're all, uh, good buds with this pod. So. 
I actually remember you and Kev helping me out whenever I needed to. When I was a beer rep, needed carts, needed just garbage ran around. I would give you guys pizza out the back. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. We'd uh, we'd help out Mace all the time for sure. Okay, boys, let's move on. Uh, BTB hockey pool. So Mason Money has come out and said he will make the playoffs. Let me update everybody on uh, the standings here. We're another weekend. Mason Money has slid himself into the ninth spot at seven and ten. I will run through the matchups. So let's go through the matchups here uh, for last week. I beat uh, Meg. Mace had a huge win over Tommy the Greek Freak. Uh, just missing a big win over Brett. That that little duo dynamic, Brett and Tom, both took owls last week. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Whitehead <laughs> beat the insider uh, by almost a, by almost a hundred. Um, Giroux beat Mackey's team. Polly V beat Greener's team, and Calvin picks up another win no. and beats Cole. Cole Cole is on the outside looking in now at this hockey pool. Um, so let's run through the standings. Obviously, Whitehead, 16-1. and one. That one's going to hurt. It's going to hurt saying that. It was nice saying he was undefeated. Um, we have Roberto at 14-3. and three, Tommy in third at 13-4. and four. So there's your one, two, three. Tied at four and five and myself and Pauly B at 10-7. and seven. And Then you have Greener and Brett at 9-8, and eight, six and seven. The Insider at sole eighth spot at eight and nine. Mace, like I said, slid into the ninth spot, but is in a three-way tie with Cole and Giroux at 7-10. and 10. He does have them on the points for tiebreaker. That's why he slid in at 9. Mackey at 4-13. and 13. Calvin at 3-14. and 14. <laughs> And Meg at 2-15. and 15. Meg, obviously... I, Huge trip for her, so I'm I'm sure there was no there was no uh, lineup setting. No, uh, we're gonna have to. Next she was year, making we'll, moves from the beach. Was she? Was I, I heard that? I, I saw my phone. It was like Meg's team picked someone up. I'm like, you have way better things to be doing right now. Yeah, 100. She does. I will give her credit. I'm just kidding. She does grind uh, the hockey pool. I think we need to. We gotta do something with the hockey pool. I think. We'll, we'll have to change the point settings for centers next year. Yeah, yeah. I think. But uh, something just to, you know, make sure people are setting their lineups. I think we need to go head-to-head in, like, statistics. Oh, I hate that. Okay. I hate that. I'm in a league right now with my brother and his buddies. It is stupid. You have to win your goal category, assist yeah. category. No. Goals against, save percentage. No, 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 no. Categories is stupid. I love seeing when Matthews gets, like, 16 fantasy points for me. No, no, no. I'm telling you. It's junk, boys. You're not going to like it. Well, well, we'll have to we'll have to talk with the with the pool and see what everyone. Yeah, has yeah, to say. okay, okay. But uh, there's still a a customized missing apparel on the line, so we'll see what happens. And you know, Roberto's gonna throw other stuff in there, maybe a bathing suit for or sure, like, for you know, sure. like so. Oh, for sure. This was before he was part of the team. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. We just can't. Uh, make do, you guys, do you guys think I'm making it? Yes. I I'm I'm sold. I think Mace, you're you're. Like your he's nickname. dedicated enough, Jim. That like your nickname, you're savvy. You you can really work the waiver wire. Um, so I think you will. Jim, we can. Jim, what do you call? I, what was your record like when we were dogging you? You were like three and like something, one and eight, I think. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, it was a terrible start. But 
I, I'm going to get 500. This yeah. is going to go into the record books with the Boston Bruins of 2012. The Patriots of 2017. All right. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. You call them Mason's call them nice Ma- team in Yahoo I, Fantasy. I would say. I would Ma-Nai. say. I would say. You know, St. Louis in 2019. That's your, that's that's number one. Jim, can you give me? Oh, a, I like that. Maybe the LA me, Kings of 2012 too. Squeak in, me, just uh, dust everyone. The LA Kings, by the way, to talk hockey are on a heater. Uh, I wanted you to say Monet again. I like it when you call Mason Monet. Mason Um One thing, since we're talking NHL now, and I wanted to give my props to my Toronto Maple Leafs. I know they that Detroit game, guys, okay, was absolutely bananas. Okay, but Brett sent me this, and he said talk about this on the pod tonight. So Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews in their last 17 games combined have 63 points together. That is ridiculous, okay? Now, I know, Chim. I know your answer is going to be it's regular season, okay? I get it. But is this the year that they're finally going to pull through in the playoffs? I wanted to ask you, Chim, you know. It's tough because who they're going to play. Gonna play. Yeah. It's a I tough division, say, man. I like, would say whoever they play, one's going to have more playoff experience. Two has, has probably won. So okay, so here's the thing. Right now, if they were to finish where they are in the standings, they're gonna play Tampa, which is don't even get me started with them. Okay. But if they end up winning the division, they they play four to three more times, and they're only like three. No, if they win tonight against Buffalo, this is Wednesday night, they're tied for with Florida for first. So if they win the division, they're gonna get a wild card spot, which is right now either Boston or Washington, which I kind of like their chances more than Tampa or Florida. Okay. I know their history with Boston. But I think this is the year maybe where they can pull through against the Bruins rather than the other two teams. I would say okay? in, in like just true, like, you know, everything lining up, they're probably, uh, if they put, I think they'll play the Bruins just out of sheer hockey I know. Odds, putting it in place. Goaltending to me, I know Campbell's good in this. Yeah, season. it is an issue. It is. You know, I'm, I'm just saying. I, and it's just to me, the big guys. When it comes to the playoffs, Need to you produce, don't see yeah. him around. And I think they just get harped on too much. Um, that's my thoughts. Yeah, but now they're experienced, so we'll see. Okay? They're experienced in the first round. Um, yeah, but they've had multiple first-round playoff series now. They're four or five years in. There's no excuse. If they don't produce this year, Jim, 100%. There's no excuse last year. There's no excuse this year, for sure, for sure. Well, no, you can call COVID an excuse last year. No. Why not? They did not get Montreal. hit with COVID. You played Montreal. No, I know they didn't get hit with COVID. Well, okay, injury then. John Tavares, boom. You think Johnny T is in that series? They win the fucking first you round. Play, you played Montreal. Yeah, th- that went to the cup final. Maybe if Martin St. Louis was coaching that team, they would have won the whole thing. So don't get me, get me started Maybe, with that. Maybe, actually. Yeah, thank you, Mace. Boom. Okay. You shouldn't, you shouldn't lose to Montreal. That's- yeah, I texted the Vegas, my uncle Gold, the Vegas Golden Knights shouldn't have lost to Montreal. Okay, they were way true. better than the Leafs were. Same with Winnipeg. Well, the Leafs had a three-two lead that series. Three-one. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, this is it for the episode. Okay, I, I want to talk some hockey and some Leafs and ask them simply if they're going to make the playoffs. And you two idiots go back on the Montreal series. I, I've had okay. my hand up, waiting patiently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I think the Leafs are going to meet Florida in the first round. Oh, god! And get god. absolutely worked by Sudbury Zone Andrew Brunette. Coach of the year. I'm calling it right now, too. Oh, okay. I like it. I like it, Mace. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it for the hockey talk. 
um, in the hockey, but let's move it on to we miss it. Did we miss anything, um, guys? Obviously, Mason, thank you for pointing out the uh, story post by Spad and that stuff. Like I said, we're not dogging him. We're just pointing out what we're seeing. I think uh, you mispronounced Asinaway. I, yeah, I said I, I, I butchered that for sure. Yeah. Asinaway, um, yeah. I butchered that for sure. Yeah. I'm bad. No, once I listen names. through it again, I'll, I'll have some for next week. Awesome. Tom, anything? No. It was, I, it was I do nice. have. Funny, you know how we always say like dash one if we screw up here. So I'm in class and like technology is an issue. As soon as you become the person in power and you're trying to utilize technology becomes an issue. I'm sweating. Someone says, sir, like you're really screwing up. And I'm like, yeah, I really bogeyed here. And the class laughed so hard. Not so hard, but it was maybe two kids laughed. But yeah, funny. Does that get you uh, go? Does that like kind of calm you down, Mace? Does that make you? Yeah. Yeah. Very self-deprecating. Good stuff. Uh, Mr. Alex Chimino, we did not do anything for just missing. <laughs> I did not. Uh, you're going to do it right now? Okay. I'm going to do it right now. Okay. I just yeah. wanted to make sure. Let me talk to you about just missing because who started the company, Chim, if anyone doesn't know? What's his name? Roberto Bagnato. Thank you. And this company specializes in a comfortable and affordable streetwear. And like Chimino just mentioned, Roberto Bagnato, the founder of the company, is now a new member of BTB. Just Missing helps bring awareness to youth mental illness with the brand's Not Alone line, raising funds for organizations, providing mental health resources to youth in Ottawa and soon to be Sudbury. Visit their website to check them out at www.justmissing.com or check them out on their Instagram page at just missing when you do purchase just missing led by the man himself roberto has set up our btb fans and listeners up with a promo code at checkout type in the promo code btb20 that is btb20 for 20 percent off a deal you can't beat for already affordable clothing and i placed an order last week boys from just missing feeders um along with oh can you guys hear me Not, yeah sorry like, yeah yeah you're good now was the ad read good though? Like, did it go yeah, 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 yeah. You're good. Okay, you're cut good, out for yeah. a second. I, I placed an order from Missin last week, and I got some workout shirts and like beaters and that, and a bathing suit. And the bathing suit is pretty clean. I think maybe if we can put a little BTBX Missin on it, I think we can sell some for the summer. But not to mention, um, I want to give a little bit of a tease that we will be having a golf merch line probably for the summer. Me and Roberto are in the works for a hat and a polo. So I'm not gonna say what they look like. But yeah, in uh, in terms of golf, there is huge announcement coming from BTB that we can't tell you just about yet. But to- we're talking yes. massive announcement. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it. Any anyone else got anything? No, it was nice chatting with you, Mace. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, great chat, great chat. This was a good one for sure. Um, again, thank you to everyone uh, for listening. This is episode fifty three of Behind the Bench. Thank you to Alex Clavel for coming on um, and chatting. Um, and, and thank you to everyone uh, for always listening to us, supporting. Um, and we're going to keep rolling with this thing. You like, like I always say, you're on the rocket trip to the moon. Just enjoy the ride. We'll chat with you soon. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.
Took that chance. 